Welcome to the live recording of the Uncrowned Kings podcast. I'm your host, JB Motivation, with my partner in crime, Chaz. Fuck, I forgot to turn off my sounds. There we go. I guess that will be edited to an extent. All right. Um, if you guys haven't got the chance to check out the Uncrowned Kings Discord, that is open to men and women. I highly suggest it. Along with, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, feel free to reach out to one of us. And then from there, you can go to jbmotivation.com, see all the Uncrowned Kings merch, along with possibly if you want to get on a phone call with me, it'll be at standwith.me slash jbmotivation. All right. Today's topic at hand is going to be men showing emotion in society. The good, the bad, the ugly, how to do so appropriately, and what are some really negative stigmatisms that go along with men showing emotion in society. Jazz, what, what is like the number one question you seem to always get when it comes to um, guys showing emotion and everything like that? You know, it's not really a question that people will ever pose because they automatically assume the answer is what they've been taught. Um, not so directly, but, you know, through the actions growing up, you know, the chuck it up, you know, grow up, man up. Those mm. little comments you get from the time you're a young man to adult, and when you're the adult, what are you, a bitch? You'll yeah. hear that quicker than nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're not wrong. It's basically just, we're at a time where it's like the older generation style is bringing up the new generation style, and we have a really weird mix going on. Because the older generation is obviously still around. However, the new generation has been, you know, almost demasculinized. Where it's like nowadays, what I've seen at least, and you correct me if I'm wrong here, but a lot of these guys are even more emotional than the women sometimes. Because they push, they've been pushed so much to show their emotion that some guys even take it a little bit too far and they show all of the emotion, and then wonder why the women are very off-put by that. I think you get. Uh a very hard line that you got to find where it's not easily understood. Like women want men to show emotion, but not show emotion. Right. Society wants right. men to show emotion, but not show emotion. It's a hard line to find. Nobody's defining it. Exactly. And so this is what I try to, I try to teach these guys is that there's a time, a place, a person, and in a specific way to show your emotions. Cause you shouldn't keep things bottled in. I mean, shit. That's exactly why our suicide rates are so goddamn high. That's exactly why we're so goddamn homeless. That's exactly why all of us are so fucking depressed. Because we take them and we shove it deep down, bottle and bottle and bottle it, until finally we break. And when that bottle breaks, you end up you know, hurting a lot of people as collateral. Yep. Oftentimes, it's your, closest, it's your closest people. I think, uh, honestly, we need to find a line where people can show that they have emotion and understand how right. to express it verbally more than emotionally. Right. And that might bridge that gap a little bit better for us. Yes. And so I even touched on this a little bit in one of my videos. I actually got a lot of hate for it. And I, I think the hate came from a misunderstanding of what exactly I, I said, because some people aren't able to really see the bigger picture. They're only thinking in the moment and they're using the emotional side of their head instead of the logical side of their brain. Um, and basically, I remember you saw the video. It was talking about vulnerability versus weakness. And I basically said, plain out, never be weak around your woman, but instead be vulnerable. And I got ridiculed all over that video. They said, no, you're wrong. You're fucking wrong. This is why men keep bottling shit up. You need to be able to, you know, show your emotion. I never show any or, you know, so much different shit. And I'm like, no, no, no. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold, hold on. Hold, hold the fucking phone here. 
There is a difference between weakness and there's a difference between vulnerability. And I described it, I'm like, weakness is crying over spilled milk. Weakness is when you're more emotional than your fucking woman. You stubbed your toe at work. You fucking missed the, you know, you missed the exit. You fucking, every little goddamn nook and cranny that's going wrong in your life, you do not need to fucking complain about. However, when you're vulnerable, you're showing your humanity. You're showing your woman, hey, I'm not a fucking robot. I'm not a workhorse. I actually have emotion. I actually have, you know, feelings and things that might be actually bothering me. And you need to be able to open up and express those to, to a partner that can understand. Right? And I think that's where that disconnect came in. Because they didn't really understand the whole idea of vulnerable and weakness. And I even ended it. And that's where I think I got a lot of the ridicule from. Is your woman will eventually leave you for a quote-unquote stronger man. If she feels you are too weak. And I didn't mean that like, oh, you show your emotion. She's going to leave you for the bad boy. That's not it at all. But what woman wants a guy that just sits there and bitches and fucking complains all the goddamn time like he's on his fucking period all the goddamn time? I think the misconception is the way that weakness is measured between men and women. Uh, women will measure a weakness in a man in unreliability or the unknown. Mm-hmm. If they feel like there's unknown ahead, they start to feel like there's everything to worry about and no ground to stand on. Men measure it by, did I show enough emotion? Did I show too much emotion? Did I react the way I should have to that situation? It's all about the perception of the two sexes where we are constantly trying to fix a problem. And there's Mm -hmm. really no physical problem. Women are saying, hey, have you got this? And that's all they want to hear is, have you got this? Right, right. We're not saying you aren't allowed to have issues or have feelings or any problems in your life. Your woman wants to know that you're on top of it. She wants to know that you're able to confide in her, but still be on top of your shit. To still have a game plan of sorts. To still be able to be open to an extent with her. But this is why a lot of big things I push is you need that guy time. You need that guy time because yes, it's one thing to be able to open to your partner about your feelings and everything like that. Um, However, how a woman responds to your emotions versus how your guy friends will respond to your emotions are two completely different things and we need to not get that confused you go to your woman when you want comfort right when you want to create a connection when you want to be able to be able to confide and have each other's backs however you need to be able to go to your guy friends that aren't going to bullshit you that aren't going to give you a bullshit fucking answer that aren't going to be able to sugarcoat things for you so that you can get your right shit back I completely agree. Um, if it's really a measure of who's going to be more honest, your woman, the same way you are with your woman, you're afraid of hurting her feelings with anything you might say and not even meaning to. Mm-hmm. With your guys, there's no care. Hey, am I fat? Dude, you're the fattest motherfucker I've seen all year. Like, we don't care. We're going to say some shit to fuck with you just to be haha. Right. So you can go to no. your guys, get that straightforward answer. But women, they're, they're going to do the same thing we're going to do for them. No, nah, man, you're good. Right, no, baby, you're the absolute beautiful person in the whole goddamn world. But you mean it because you, you know, you, you love her. You genuinely love her, right? You, you mean that shit. But it's a really good mix of both. And I hate the fact that I get so much negativity on here, especially from the older generational guys. I'll be like, since when did men become bitches? Since when did, you know, guys start showing all their emotion or complaining and all this other stuff? I was like, dude. 
complaining about the actual shit that you go through, your depression, your anxiety, you know, you lost your job, you got a divorce, like, those are real legitimate issues that, like, actually affects your fucking psyche and you need to talk about. Yeah, the older generation was bought up, well, they, they were harder raised on that, you know, grow up and get past it. So yeah. it's not easy for them, and they're, I think, in, at some levels, uh, jealous of our ability to adapt. Now, I'm older than you, my generation is different. I'm 38, you know, you're down your 20s. There is a generational gap. But the level above me, they really experienced some shit. I had some hardship. They had a lot of hardship. Yeah. And so I I really don't blame them for having to have that, you know, that thick skin. They, you know, they saw wars. They saw, you know, downfalls in the economy. They saw everyone going like this. I don't blame them for having that hard skin. But even coming from the Marine Corps, it's like adapt and overcome. There's a time and place. There's a time and place to be thick-skinned, hard-headed, you know, straight shooting. There's a fucking time and place for that. But what they failed to do is understand when to let that guard down. Because they were just go, 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 war, fighting, you know, taking care of business, take care of the economy, take care of the country, making sure everyone's safe, which is honorable. However, you, you need to know when to dial it back. And I think what, you know, a mix of my generation, your generation, some some guys really have that good mix of knowing when to be on top of their shit, be no bullshit, no sugarcoat. Hey, this is the way life is. And sometimes I don't have time to take a break because I need to get shit done. And then to be able to confide in their woman and be like, hey, I- I'm actually going through some shit right now. Like that house needs to be a home. That house needs to be your safe space. Yeah, it's, I really, I want people to understand and. Nope, you're cutting out, buddy. You're cutting out. Okay. Um, I want people to really understand that, you know, it's, it's important for us to, you know, reconnect and allow ourselves to talk about it. Because if we don't, it's just going to build up and create a ticking time bomb. Mm-hmm. And I suffered from this as a child um, where I had to go to therapy about internalized anger. I would get angry at the world and everything around me, but I would internalize it on myself. And I didn't and, understand why that was a bad thing because I wasn't harming yeah. anyone else. But now that I'm older and more mature, I understand the absolute torture I was putting myself through and nearly wouldn't have survived uh, getting older. Because I had put so much emotional baggage into me that never belonged to me. Right. Right. And what's really hard is, honestly, I really don't blame these guys for bottling shit up. I really don't. Because even in my upbringing, I only saw my dad ever cry twice. The first time was when I told him I was going to be a dad. And he bawled his eyes out because I almost was about to follow his path and having a, a child young and you know, fucking on my life, but I didn't allow that to happen. And then the second time was when my grandma died because she was, you know, the glue of the family. But every time I had gone to my dad with something, right? And the only thing I ever I ever learned from my dad was a, his work ethic. My dad is not an emotional man whatsoever. Was he gave me the same advice every time and it went something along the lines of, sorry, Joey, I don't know what to tell you. Wish I could help. End of conversation. And it was left at that. So it's like, I never you know, got that advice. I never learned how to express, you know, in a healthy manner. But then 
here's what we have to call women to do a lot better too. And it's like, if your man is choosing, right, to, to have that sense of vulnerability, because he trusts you, do not, do not, do not, do not make that mistake of throwing that fucking shit back in his face. You will keep a man bottled up for years. And that is collateral damage on anyone else in his life. And I remember one time specifically, and this just fucking, this, this shit actually like really fucking got to me is that in my, in my past relationship, I wasn't able to express any emotion whatsoever. It was only always about her going through her shit. And I had to bottle my shit up to help her handle her shit. And I was fine doing it for a while until she took her inward resentment and started using it against me. And then on top of me bottling my shit, I couldn't even talk about that shit. Until finally it had gotten to the point where I had been so beaten down and broken and used and abused that I was starting to, you know, fall into a really deep depression and start having some really bad thoughts. And she noticed it. She noticed it because we had talked about it a couple times. And finally, I, I, I just finally just let everything on the table. I'm like, this is how I'm feeling. This is why I'm feeling this way. Can we you know, do something to fix this, please. I'm like, so you understand where I'm coming from? I get where you're coming from. Can we please have some common ground? Her response to that was, I understand that you're depressed, but maybe you should stop being so depressed and just be grateful that I'm here and figure out what you need to do in order to make, uh, keep me to stay. And I look at her and went, when? Are you fucking kidding me? I literally just told you I have thoughts of not being here anymore. And you looked at me and said, you need to stop being depressed because I'm here. And you need to figure out how to keep me here. And that's just a statement of let's not focus on you. Let's focus on yeah. me. That's narcissism right there. That's the well, definition. Right. And, right. and that, that should have been my first red flag to it. I'm like, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to put my head down, keep doing what I do best, which is just fucking work. And it just, it just continued, right? And obviously my state of mind just continued to decline and everything like that. And I, I literally made a video about it the other day, but it's like, I literally had all my notes, you know, written out or whatever, all my goodbyes. Cause I, I especially wanted to leave something for my kid, but I kept it on my nightstand, right? As a reminder of like, I, I, I don't want to do it, but I, I, it's always in the back of my head. Until finally I, I came, came home one day and I noticed she had flipped through it. And this was right after my, my attempt, right after my, my gun jammed in my hand. And fucking, I told him, like, so you, you saw what I was going through. You knew the point where I was at. And I'm like, you have no idea what I just tried to do the other day. You don't fucking care. She looked at me and went, because I explained it. You know, she went through all my notes, explained the situation, what happened. And she looked at me and goes, I don't know what to say. I'm sorry. Got it got it to be fair that's a lot to especially if you're not recognizing it or acknowledging it like she wasn't it's a lot to take in all at once when you have something in front of you that slaps you in the face with it but it should never got to that point right and there, there's um, been a plethora of opportunities where it could have been stopped right I mean, and and i take and i take responsibility for that as well so like guys you also have to understand if you are in that situation um, you also have to take some sense of responsibility if you're not getting that that connection with your partner and she doesn't give a shit about your feelings and you tried to communicate that. You tried and you tried and you tried. It's simply to no avail. 
you have to take some sort of, you know, cut, um, accountability for that. Like, like I had to take some accountability for my situation is that wasn't a healthy situation to be in. And I could have just as easily ended it right there and be like, you know what? I, I can't, I need someone that's going to be there for me. So you also have to take a little bit of self accountability of your own situation. I get it. It's hard to leave. And I get it. You know, you get around, um, someone so much that it's almost like just that sense of comfort. Even it doesn't matter how toxic that person is. Um, there's still that sense of comfort, but you also need to have comfort though. No, you think it's, uh, what's the thing where it's like you, you get kidnapped, but you end up just like wanting to stay Asperger's or whatever. No Asperger's. What the fuck? That's like a, that's a down syndrome thing. I'm talking about, um, stock Stockholm syndrome, Stockholm, Stockholm Stockholm syndrome, where it's like you get into a situation. It's it, it almost is like subconscious. Yeah, no, I actually think it's more. So the part that we get stuck on in our relationships is, um, and we've evolved the conversation now, but it's fine. Um, mm. What people like us get stuck on in the relationship is the idea of who we got with instead of who we're with now, because mm. people change over time, and we don't recognize right. that change because we, well, I've seen what they can be, and hopefully, if I try hard enough or stick around long enough, we can get back to that. I literally made a video about that the other day about falling in love with the potential versus the reality of the person. And that was my biggest problem is I, f- I fell for the potential of like, all right, I see all the good times that we have, you know, and I, I see this possibly going somewhere. If she only would just match my effort, but it would never happen if they aren't there mentally. That's where I got fucked. There's, there's a couple parts we fail there, and one of them being that we don't, men don't hold women accountable because we know that in relationships, women hold the power of the relationship. If they want to walk away and go get another dude, that's a five second trip. If we want to walk away and go find another girl, well, we have to recover from the damage that we've occurred and then go find someone and then hope that they want us. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so. That, that goes down to like men being fixers, right? Right, we, we wanna get in, I'm, I'm not a quitter. So if I get into a situation, it's like, no, we're fucking doing this. And if there's something wrong, I, I want to be able to communicate, fix it and work on it appropriately. And what I've noticed with a lot of, with a lot of women, at least in the younger generation, right? Uh, at least in the younger generation, there there's so many options out there that they're so quick to just be like, bye. I have four, I have, you know, six other dudes in my DMs right now, 47 guys in my Snapchat. Right. Got it. I deal even with, in my current relationship with my wife, and I love her to death, but she will not hesitate to tell me, if you don't like this, the door's right there. You don't have to be in the rest of the relationship. And she doesn't mean it how most women do, where it's like, I don't want you. She means it like, listen, if this is not what works for you, you don't have to be with me. And she means that shit. And I have to tell her, like, that doesn't work for me. I've never told you at one point or another that you have the ability to walk away from me because to me, we need to build on it. We need to figure out the problems and fix them and work towards something more. I don't want to hear there's a door. Shut that shit up because it wasn't an option. Oh, right. That The moment they... A person, I'm not, I see mean they is in your other person's relationship, not necessarily man or woman, because it can go both ways. Um, the moment a person brings up, hey, 
leaving is an option? It's like, wh why would that ever be an option? Because in the back of my mind, um, that would never be an option. That wouldn't even be a discussion. It would be, all right, how do we fix it? Not, you know, oh, if you don't like it, if you don't like it, there's a door. Because I'm not going to change. This situation's not going to change. No. No, you're going to sit your ass right there. We're going to fucking talk about it. Or if you need, you know, five minutes, keep to yourself, gather your thoughts, and get back to it. But we're going to fucking fix it. I don't know why that is such a disconnect right now in the dating scene. So the internet and technology and availability has really mm -hmm. damaged the relationship dating pool. To where people are constantly doing the, well, he's going to do me wrong eventually. Well, she's going to do me wrong eventually. So I'm just going to be a whore now and get ahead of him. Yeah, How does anybody no. trust anything if everybody's just going forward from let's be fuckboys? Yeah, and so that, that's a big reason why I, I push for this movement is you can't be so focused on the, the dating scene or chasing women or chasing the pussy, whatever, because you need to be able to chase your purpose above all else and then let everything else fall in its place. But moving along, um, besides like the relational aspect of showing your emotion, what are some really good ways you think that guys can show their emotion, you know, in, in their workplace? Because that, that seems to be another topic at hand, especially especially like the harder trades. Like we're talking about union jobs or military or even post-military service. Because that, that's one thing I see as a really major issue is... I think the, the important part is having men able to communicate what's going on inside their heads mm. and having other men accept what they hear and right. actually listen to it instead of just trying to belittle it. Because right. you know the military right now is, what, you, you turn into a, I don't know what I can and can't say on live. <laughs> a snowflake. <laughs> but it's, it's realistically, if you're, if you talk about your feelings in the military, even if it's down to, listen, I feel like I'm being abused on the job right now because everybody else gets to go take a smoke break. I'm not a smoker. I have to keep working the whole mm -hmm. time. They get to go take breaks every five minutes. I got to stay and work. Right. Even right. saying and something it, like that is toxic in the military. Well, right, because I even remember, I even remember when one of my buddies, he, all the shit that was going down where we were at, you know, he was really starting to get in his head. So he went to medical to talk to somebody. The moment he stepped in the medical office to talk to somebody, they already started his paperwork to get him out because he wasn't mentally there. Are you fucking serious? So basically just saying in all your highs and lows and everything like that, you have to keep to yourself. Otherwise you risk separation. It's because they don't want to go through the steps of recovery. Um, military members need to be able to have, I would say medical downtime if they have issues so that the way they can be recovered and improved on so that they way they can be trusted around the weapons that they have access to. Mm. Um, and realist so it really boils down to men accepting other men telling them what their feelings are and not just going to that mode mm -hmm. yeah yeah you you're 100 right and what sucks is that we're still at that cusp like i said before of like old school versus new school and being able to recognize like if we don't fix this guys are just gonna keep you know offing themselves per se I, I have had too many friends come really, really fucking close. I just had somebody, I, I just read somebody say something about how men can't choke down their pride and ask for help. No, no. In the military, it's not that. It's not pride. 
It's that you know what comes next when you do say something. Mm. Right. Right. And that's that's a that's a real bad shape. And it is what it is. Um, but that's why moving forward with the topic is that you um you need to be able to talk with your guy friends. Right. You need to be able to have those guy friends. Yes, you have your woman at home and your place at home. Um, but you need to be able to have your guy friends as well, just as women can have her man at home. But she needs to also be able to have her girlfriends because there's some things a woman can talk about to a man and we might not fully understand why because we don't think the same but that's okay but you just need that sense of community yeah the discord is amazing if anybody's in the chat and they don't exist inside the discord it only works if you make it work though I'm in there every day I give advice when it gets to the heavy subjects I try to hang back Mm -hmm. so members can help members that's the ideal behind the discord but if you're not part of that Discord and you're struggling, you're failing yourself already because you're doing the same thing you've been doing. Not enough. You've got to put your effort in to get effort out. Right. Right. And this is where I guess we can hold a lot of the guys accountable to this is like, you need to we be able to reach to- out. Yeah, I, I saw that comment. I don't, I don't want to, I don't see where any of this is women hating, but, um, you need to be able to hold yourself accountable too. that if you are struggling, don't blame the world because you're struggling. You need to be able to go and get help. The world's not fair either way. Life is not fair either way. And we're all going to have our ups and downs and everything like that, but that is okay. But you need to take the steps to move forward and get help. Whether that is legitimately going to therapy or talking to someone like me, getting in the discord group, having, you know, a group of friends that you can go to. But it's even things like our Discord, just to answer this question right here, the Discord is open to men and women. Because we need to understand that when men are able to mentally and emotionally become more mature and learn how to express their feelings, they form better relationships and better communication with women as collateral. And there's a lot of women that understand this as well. And some of them are even so great as to even give a female perspective to a lot of the topics so we can even better understand because again, we are not the same. Again, we do not think the same. We do not act the same. We do not talk the same. We do not function the same. But that is good. It is for a reason. Yeah, we, we are really trying to focus on mutual growth inside the uh, Discord. So that way we're not just giving one-sided information to men. Because we are all, that's what we ha- have there is our experience to give. Mm-hmm. So we decided at one point that adding women to that group experience would allow us to grow even better because it gives us that other side. And as long as it's done right. productively and there's no toxic toxicity, we are all about it. Right. And and it's a shame because we get labeled as toxic for holding women accountable or calling them out on their bullshit, but they don't even realize that we do the same thing with the guys. It's just holding everybody accountable to the shit that they need to be held accountable for. It's not just, you know, oh, you're just the problem and you need to be accountable. It's like, no, sometimes we need to take some sort of self-accountability as well because the whole world's not the problem. If the whole world is the problem but you're the common denominator, I guarantee you there's something you're missing in here. Yep. And we are real quick to call people out and let them know, like, hey, you're doing this wrong. It's not just let me get somebody to tell me I'm doing good even though I'm not we are there for the real advice mm-hmm. uh, yeah 
it might even be a big step towards what we're talking about now is you know getting people to actively understand their Mr. Popular over there. It was my wife. Ah. I should have told her I was going live. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, it, it's really all comes down to self accountability. So even like moving forward, so we covered, you know, being too hard. We covered the happy middle. Now, what what is your take on, you know, this these gentlemen, to say it respectfully, being too emotional in life? I don't understand it. I really don't. I don't understand the purpose that you're trying to get out of it. I'm unique because I don't behave like every other male, even though I behave like every other male. I, what's wrong with just being you and letting your emotions be what they are instead of just over simplifying it into everything? Like your, your emotions don't have to be your entire build. They need to be in there, but they don't need to be everything. Right. Right. And it, it's a shame because I think this all has to kind of do with the demasculinization of men in Western culture. So now it's pretty much like we, we are trying to be so equal that they're even saying we're equal on the biochemical level, which I, I thought was fucking impossible. We have different hormones. We have different neural links. We have different ways of viewing things. There's a reason why men are logical thinkers, women are emotional thinkers. I mean, if we just started complimenting each other again, men started doing what they're supposed to do, women started doing what they're supposed to do, and I don't care what side of the barrier that is, but as long as I carry this half of the weight, you carry this half of the weight, our relationships are stronger. Oh, right. It, it goes down to, you know, true masculine energy and true feminine energy. They're supposed to be complements of each other. They're supposed to be, you know, if they're truly embraced to their highest capacity, it is a beautiful unison and partnership. The only problem is too many of these guys have too, you know, too much feminine energy. And because of the way Western culture is, you know, really going... Um, too much of these women have been, you know, have had too much masculine energy. Not, not understanding that, you know, masculine energy is not attractive to a man whatsoever. You know where this all stems from? It stems from childhood when you were getting in trouble for something and in your immaturity you said, I'm never gonna. You didn't understand what was going on, so you said, I'm never gonna, and you stuck to it. Regardless of how it was going to damage the next person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's funny. Um, I, I'm just reading the comments real quick, and someone was talking about guys talking about feminine energy. But little do they know, I'm actually being reached out and talking to a few bigger female content creators um, to bring in to give their viewpoints. I understand as a, as a man, I really don't have a place to talk about feminine energy. I know I can recognize it. I know I can, you know, see and recognize how do I want to put it? Basically be able to recognize it, right? I think that's the wording I, I'm going to stick with. Um, but because it's coming from me, I get ridiculed from it. However, I figured I'd bring on a, um, a women creator who does pretty much the same shit that I do, have her say the same thing, 
and be like, oh, that's what you fucking wanted, wasn't it? It's dumb. You don't have to be a subject matter expert to talk about a subject. In relation to life experience, you can talk about any subject. I'm not an astronaut, but I can tell you what the moon looks like. Right. It's because everyone is simply just looking for, you know, a degree. They want that piece of paper. But people through and through have made it very clear stupid people can get degrees. Like, literally all our educational system is, is recording and reciting information onto a piece of paper. Unless it has to do with, you know, doctor, law, like shit actually like you need to practice because it's the human body, psyche, whatever it may be, and you're prescribing things are. You can pretty much learn anything you want to nowadays. I'm sorry, it just doesn't come with a goddamn piece of paper. And realistically, school was never intended to be the end-all, be-all. It's people with a common thought process saying, hey, this is what we think we should teach them to make them progress better in this field or this sector. That's all it is. Right. It it creates nine-to-five workers. Which then, if you want to look at bigger picture, it almost puts a barrier on the true masculine male that, you know, is purpose-seeking and... You know, is seeking a greater purpose and driving for more. And no, you were told a narrative and you need to do your narrative. Otherwise, you're ridiculed from society. As some of these comments are showing. Yeah. People need to accept that everybody has an opinion. And when we state ours, it doesn't automatically overrule yours. So you don't have to feel threatened by it and you don't have to attack it. You can. It's your choice. It's your freedom. We defend right. it. Right. But and to the person really that said, right. I mean, especially if, um, to the person that has said a college degree comes with, you know, more paper, like more money, that is the biggest bold faced lie out there. Why do you think Warren Buffett makes more money than the CEO of Coca Cola, which he's invested in? Who do you think has more appeal to a company? The guy who just got out of college with a degree or the guy with 30 years' experience with no degree? That's what I try to tell people about personal training. Do you want the guy that has been, you know, in the gym and fucking grinding away for seven years? Or do you want the personal trainer with a piece of paper that's skinnier than a string bean? This is what it is. And here we have other people that are finally starting to get it. People are finally starting to understand the rat race. But you want to know how you overcome and really get over all this animosity of Western culture and society and everything like that? You need to control your emotions. A man's greatest ability is to be able to fully understand and control his emotions and his mentality and have full emotional control. You won't be able to get anywhere without being able to control your emotions. Not anywhere that's going to last. You can get progress with emotions, but you can't get lasting progress with emotions. So I, I, even to circle back to around the relationship shift, we're going to you know, start talking about emotional control. Gentlemen, never fucking raise your voice at a woman. And, and I'm speaking from, you know, you know man to man here because I'm, I'm not going to speak on the woman's half or whatever. Never fucking raise your voice at a woman. There's no point. 
Do not let yourself lose control of your emotions so much to the point where you feel to need to raise your voice, to belittle your partner, to lash out in anger. There's no need for that. Why? Practice and learn to take full emotional control so that you'll be able to, one, have the moral high ground, I guess, but more importantly, two, not belittle yourself and show your ass. You lose control of your emotions, you lose control of the entire situation, and you hurt your partner in, on, you know, on the other side. Don't do it. It is about respect on both sides, and realistically, it's all about being heard as a man, which is not normal anymore. We used to have a lot of voice as men. Um, you know, your 50s, 60s men spoke what they meant, said what they had to say, and they were heard. And then women got angry, and then they decided men don't need to be heard. And it went so far into the not heard that we are now facing this pandemic of nobody gives a fuck about my feelings. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's a shame. Right, because I see too many guys, especially in the younger generation, but it's kind of been trickled out for the older generations, is the, these guys are so zero to 100. And what sucks is, again, same goes both ways in regards to this, because a, a lot of the women that I've dealt with are very, very hot-headed. And I, I made sure, I, I told myself three years ago, I will never raise my voice again. It's not worth it. I will never raise my voice. I will never yell. I will never stoop down to that level to belittle my partner. And what sucks is because your partner will get so hot-headed and they'll be yelling, screaming, and it sometimes even gets physical. And you're just sitting there and you're just like, for what? For what? It makes no sense to me. All of this, all of this has to do with, you know, the way men show emotion. You know what I mean? And we were talking earlier about how you can't shut a man down on something because he'll close off. I've done it. If my wife can't handle an emotional response from me on a topic, I avoid that topic 100%. Not mm -hmm. just that emotion, but that topic. Because I don't ever want to bring up a, a moment where she feels like I'm not on top of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, or even as much as, you know, if you're trying to talk to her about something she did and she shuts it down, your response is going to be, all right, well, I'm, I'm never going to bring it up again. And then you bottle it down, your, your feelings towards her, and then what that ends up doing is just creating animosity because you will always have that in the back of your head or vice versa. She'll always have that in the back of her head. You need to be able to talk about things and not, you know, sit there and, cry and just play the victim and everything, but like genuinely just fucking talk. If you shed a tear, it's not the end of the fucking world, but you still need to, you know, talk with logic and reason and not just a, a woe is me. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, the world hates me and everything is everyone else's fault. And it's just, Oh, poor me. No, 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 not, now you're just reacting to the situation. You need to be able to respond to the situation. In my personal belief, the only time you should be giving your woman 100% emotion is when you're trying to melt her heart. It's when you're trying to show her that she's important, when you're trying to show her that she's the one. Those are times when you put all of your emotion into it. Otherwise, it's like a 60-40 split. Yeah. 
You need to be giving yeah, them I mean, logic over emotion 60-40. Yeah, unless you're trying to break out the guitar, bust down the door and be like, baby, lock them doors and turn them lights down low. <laughs> and then her knees get weak and then she falls in the bed and then you guys have some sexy time. But that's besides the point. But no, I, I think you're absolutely right because women love that aspect, right? W women love it when you're emotional, when you're trying to show them how much you care about them or how much you love them. But they hate show it when you show emotion about, you know, what's bothering you or what's bothering you about them. You know what I think it's about, though? I think it's because they feel lost on how to help you. And it makes them frustrated. Now, I'm not going to say okay. all women are like that, but I think, you know, right. women who are actually in the relationship and doing their part, when mm -hmm. they hear us say something that bothers us or upsets us, they're just upset that they feel like they can't help. Right. I can see that. I, 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 can, I can totally respect that answer. Um, so what advice would you be or what advice would you give for, you know, for women to better understand their man's relationship? Or their man's situation, or you know his feelings, so that way they feel like they can help in some way, shape, or form. Don't be afraid to ask your man what's going on, how's things progressing, is there something you can help with? Because we're not going to come asking. But we, if you say, "Hey, can I help?" We're going to say, "Well, maybe you know, if you did this, it would make this easier for me." Um, but as most part, we're, we're not going to ask you to do something because we want to feel like we're the ones that are providing. Uh, mm. If you want to get inside your man's world, accept that when he tells you an answer, typically that's the answer. We're not, we're not trying to hide the answer behind an answer. It's too much effort. The majority of us are just giving you the quickest answer and to you it feels short-sighted and undervalued in, as an answer. Right, right. As soon as you get past the, you know, I'm fine. I'm okay. It is what it is. Whatever. If you actually get down to like, maybe like what is actually bothering him besides like the whole, you know, you know, don't worry about it. I got it. I'll take care of it. Like, no, no, no. Like genuinely tell me what the fuck is going on. And he opens that up to you. I'm very straightforward and direct when it comes to my feelings. Like if I'm not doing okay, be like, you know what? I'm, I'm not doing okay. X, Y, Z is the problem. And time and time again, I'll get like, well, what can I do to help? What can I do to fix? And it's like, I don't need you to fix anything. These are my problems to handle. These are my issues I need to take care of. All I know is, all I need to know is at the end of the day, do you have my back? Am I coming home to a peaceful household? Ladies, here's, here's one thing that you, you really need to understand. Um, and I'm not coming at you sideways by any means with no disrespect. So please don't take it that way. If you are able to make that household as peaceful as you can, like make that house a home, make that, make that house like your man's sanctuary. When he walks through that door after a long ass day of work, you have no idea how much that actually helps. Cause we deal with all the stress of, you know, the weight of the world on our shoulder. We're going to work. We're killing ourselves physically or mentally day in and day out. We come home. The last thing we want is to be nagged or bitched at, or yelled at, or immediately starting an argument, or walking into some bullshit. Like, all we want is for just, just peace. And a lot of women don't realize how much they can actually bring us peace. So, we used to say, 
our home is our castle. And now we just say we want to have a home. We've downgraded. Mm-hmm. The purpose of having a castle is that it's well defended and that it keeps everything safe that you could care about. Mm-hmm. Women and men need to work better to have a castle and not a home. Because a home is just somewhere you go to be. A castle is where you go to be protected with the ones you love. Mm-hmm. And the women and the men need to work together to make that happen. Right, right. And someone just brought up a very good question. What if you have, you know, a wife at home that is actually taking care of the home, cooking, cleaning, taking care of the kids, whatever, which is highly respectable because not a lot of women even think to do that nowadays. So more props to you. Um, It doesn't mean you have to start arguing right away. Right. Tone is everything. You, You can ask things of your man without sounding like you're nagging, without sounding like you're bitching. And gentlemen, same goes for you, too. You can ask your wife or your woman or whatever to do something for you without sounding like an arrogant prick. Because it's hard, it's hard for me, especially, because I have such an aggressive voice. So if I'm talking to someone, they already immediately think that, you know, I, I'm aggressive. So my person really has to know me and understand, you know, when I say certain things, it, it, it's calm, right? It's, it's of a calm manner. You guys Fishing need to be able to work side. together. Bitching on either side is just a sign that the other person doesn't trust that you're going to listen to them. Yeah, and it's it's a respect thing, right? I'm I'm very I'm very old school when it comes to this, and I, I know I got a lot of hate from a video I made about this, you know, saying you know w- women uh, should be submissive to their husbands, but the other part of that is husbands should serve their wives and honor their wives. And I got a lot of hate for that because they took it as modern day submission, basically like being someone's bitch or being submissive in the bedroom. And it's like, no, that's not what actually, like actual submission actually means at all. It means you trust and respect your husband's leadership role in the household. That respect thing is the biggest fucking thing. But a lot of issues that we're running into is these, these women are, you know, being submissive or you know, showing that wife material, as people would like to call it nowadays, <clears throat> um, to the wrong fucking dudes. Not every man is made out to be a husband. Not every woman is made out to be a fucking wife. You need to grow into that. And it needs to be with the right person. Just as every man, like, just like how there's a lot of men that are, you know, serving and honoring a woman. That ain't shit. Random chick from fucking Tinder, random chick from online, you know, chick he met at the bar. Not all women's a wife, not all men are husbands. It's, it's a give and take. But these women get so heated, not realizing that a true leadership style man who is purpose driven and serves and honors his wife in his home will work out so much better if she is submissive towards him and just let everything fall where it should. It, a big part of it is when do you th- really think a man feels at his weakest? And it, the answer is always going to be the same. It's when he feels like he's not providing what he's supposed to provide. Um, if I feel like I'm not bringing home enough money for my family to have what they want, let alone need, then I have already failed and the world is against me at that point. And I feel like there's nothing I can do. My wife brings me back to that stable point when I get there, but 
it takes something as simple as not feeling like I'm providing enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you. So like, um, after, after quarantine or during quarantine or whatever, it was like, I'm coming from homelessness right out of the Marine Corps. You know, I'm trying to get situated again in, in my job. Right. Um, I, I didn't, I was just making enough to pay my bills and the girl I was seeing at the time, you know, it hurt me not being able to take her out on all the dates that I wanted to, or she, you know, paid for dinner every night, probably more often than I would like, like that was such a hit to my manhood because instinctually I am a provider and I am a protector. So when I wasn't able to do that, it hurt so goddamn bad, but I worked my ass off. I didn't stay in the same place. And I got to the point where I was able to provide everything. Right. Obviously she still wanted to, you know, help contribute and pay for shit. I'm like, no, I got this for the longest time. I wasn't able to do shit. Now I'm taking some pride in being able to know that I can keep my woman provided for. But what came along with that is nothing was appreciated. I understand I didn't have to, I didn't have to do a lot, right? I didn't have to go above and beyond, but I wanted to have a nice fun relationship. I want to have the best one that I could possibly can, but it wasn't reciprocated just by the simple, you know, appreciation that, you know, really took a number on, on my mental health. Cause it was like, you know, she wanted to go on trips and, you know, whatever. And granted, again, I know I see some people calling her a gold digger. She was not a gold digger. She was more than happy to pay for a lot of shit. And she did for a long time. Um, but it's, it's a matter of like, I wanted to take charge. Right. But that was, it was such a, a mental hit when I was trying to do everything that I knew that I, I could be doing as a leader of the household or as a man. And it was reciprocated with not appreciation, but almost degrading. But that's more of the stuff that's forced in our heads, man. Like it's okay for a woman to provide equally financially right. to what we're doing, but we are taught yes. men do that. Yes. And I, I am a hundred percent with you on that. I'm saying myself as a person. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm right. with you. Right. It's just, it's something I take pride in. I'm, i like my love language is like gift giving, like providing, like that's how I show love. I want to take you out to dinner. I want to go on vacation. Whatever. It's not like I need to provide for you. It's like, no, this is how I show you. I love you. Yeah. When I get my wife things, when, when I pay the electric bill, when that, that's my language right there. When I'm doing a service for you, I'm telling you, I love you. You're important enough that I'm making sure this is done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a big thing about, you know, I guess we can go on that topic is the is the idea of, you know, when you're communicating with your partner, you need to be able to figure out each other's love languages as early on as you possibly can, because that pretty much could be the the deciding factor whether or not you guys even stay together. And it's funny how someone just said here, um, that's your issue. If you think money shows love, then you're wrong. It's not about the money. It's about the... Not the money. It's Nothing the about the money. What I Even what I said, I didn't even mention anything about the money. It, I it did. Shows, right. But it, 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 is it has the, it is nothing the to do with money. It's about 
the effort I put in to get the money, to get the bill paid, to get the item you wanted, to make sure you could, you know, go get your nails done, your hair done. Mm-hmm. It's the effort I put in behind it that got, oh my gosh, that dude. That got I, you that item. Right. I, it like it gave me like a, a sense of fulfillment, right? When I would pay to, for her to go get her nails done, she showed me what he got done. And just knowing that like it made her happy, like being able to like, I like that shit. I like that shit. But a lot of people are asking us to go into like the love languages and stuff. Um, so yes, the quicker you can figure out each other's love languages, the better off you're going to be. Cause one, you'll know how your partner receives love. You'll know how your partner, um, gives love and you'll be able to figure out how to best incorporate that within your life. And that's something I'm still learning. Cause, um, I'm just now figuring out my wife likes physical signs of love. She likes to see signs of love. So we'll start fucking night, oh wait oh you mean acts of service yeah yeah so basically last night i took her up to her dad's 200 miles away mm-hmm. um and on the way there we stopped at the gas station i mm-hmm. went in without her i know she likes candles so i spent like 20 minutes smelling different candles for the one that i feel like she's going to like the most when i got <laughs> out there she definitely appreciated that i took the time to do that yeah yeah it's a little shit so a like perfect example with um my previous relationship, like I had mentioned previously before, like words don't mean shit to me, not at all. But what sucked is for her, words meant everything. She needed to be told and she needed that validation. And like, even since I was a kid, I've always like, I'm not the person to sit there and hype someone up for no reason. If I think you're beautiful, I will say you look beautiful. If I, if I say I love you, it means it, like, I want you to let you know, hey, as a reminder, I love you. But I'm not going to fill the air out of just boredom that, oh, you're beautiful, you're beautiful, and just constantly hyping her up, hyping her up, hyping her up, or fill the air with just nothing but I love yous. And because to me, that like kills how special it is. If I'm sitting there saying you're beautiful every fucking moment of the day, what's it really going to mean anything when you like actually put a lot of time and effort into your look, whatever, and you're feeling, you know, a certain kind of way? And I go, oh, you look beautiful. But that's the same thing that you've been told, like literally not nonstop, but that's just the way I am. I know some people who have no problem just filling the air with everything because that's how she is. She likes receiving words and she likes giving words, which sucked for me because I could care less about the words that came out of her mouth. Not saying I didn't care what she had. Yeah. Not saying I didn't care about what she had to say. It's just, it had no effect on me. You brought up a, a thing that's interesting. Um, when it comes down to this, like, I will not say it as often because when I do say things like, hey, you're looking really sexy, my wife will judge that through her own eyes instead of accepting that I decided that. Mm-hmm. So she's taking away my power of words because she doesn't feel sexy. Well, mm-hmm. okay, you cannot feel sexy, but I can find you sexy. They're two separate entities. And that's something I got to keep on trying to remind her, like measure it from my scope and you can keep yours in mind, but my scope matters. Right. This is the way I feel about you. Not how you feel about you. This is, I'm showing you how I feel about you. Right. Right. So like for, for me, for instance, mine is like quality time and like touching. I'm a very interpersonal kind of guy. So what was hard was my partner was never around. She was one that always liked to go out, always liked to do things. And I'm like, no, I want to stay here. I want to fucking cuddle. I want to hold you. Like, 
you know, show me that you give a shit. So, like, really, the dynamic of that, we were fucked from the start. And I, I know you know stuff about my, my previous relationship. So it's like, my biggest problem was I didn't listen to all the people that fucking told me, it's like, hey, what are you doing? You know, she isn't right for you. But I'm like, no, no, I can make it work. No, I fucking can't. Yeah, I don't really and see th- how that anybody was... in that predicament could make that work. If Mm-mm. you're if you're a homebody and she's a social bug, there, there's no way to really balance that without somebody giving up their side. And sadly, I was the one that gave up my side. But you live, you learn. I'm not fucking perfect. It's funny because everyone will come at me and ridicule you or ridicule me, you know, being like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, whatever. And it's like, well, you make it sound like you've never made a mistake in your entire life either. I guess I've seen these 50-50 comments enough that I'm going to say that relationships are never 50-50. And if you're only getting 50%, that's because you're expecting another person to pick up your, your half of the load. It's 100 100. You need to give 100% of who you are to the person that you chose, and that person needs to give you 100% of them. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And I I will say this, though there are going to be times when your partner is slacking, right? So there are going to be times where you might have to pick up that extra slack, but don't let it get to a codependency where your partner is always down and you're constantly the one bringing them back up. And now it's like they can't function at 100% without you. That is a big fucking issue. That'll drain you a lot more than you might think. And I saw uh, someone had commented, oh, if your partner's not the, you know, the first in your life, then it, it won't work out. Your partner should never be the first thing in your life. Because then you lose sight of you. You lose sight of your purpose. You lose sight of your passion. I do not center my entire being around my partner. Let's talk about some of these comments. Right. No, don't, I, I don't keep, demand I keep 100%. Why not? Why not demand out of somebody what they demand out of you? They're not wanting your, your percentile. They're not wanting your one quarter effort. They're not wanting your one eighth effort. They want your 100%. Why can't you demand the same? You know, it's not going, going, even going off of that. It's like, that's why I hate the dating scene right now. Because that talking stage, right? You are not giving each other your 100%. There are so many uh, women that I've met that, of course, they're usually around my age, which is why I hate this today's dating scene, is that during that talking stage before you, you know, start dating, they're still talking to, you know, six other dudes. No, if you're going to talk to me, I want your 100. Otherwise, this will never work out because I've never seen your 100. And obviously, that makes me pull away because you're not giving your 100. So why, why am I going to give you my 100 if you're sitting there and you're spread thin? Oh, if you can't, if you can't focus on you, nobody else is going to come in and save the day for you. Nobody's going to give you the energy you need to make you work. And if you're not working, the things around you are not working. So I'm, I'm reading what somebody said here and I'm commenting on it. It, Yes, it's you first. It's always you first because if you don't work, nobody else is going to benefit. It's like when you're on an airplane, they tell you to put your air mask on first because if you don't put yours on, you can't help nobody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, gentlemen, your purpose is going to be, you should always be your number one. As we stated before, no woman will want a purpose or a man without purpose. 
I uh, I disagree. I have a woman really? who gives me 120%, to be honest. This woman cares more about me than me. There, there was a strength I didn't have in me that she placed on me. When you find that woman who loves you more than you love you and makes you live again, breathe again, feel again, you don't know how broken I was without that woman. It took, I was laying in her lap one day early in the relationship and we were watching Lifetime movies. And it was one where a man was getting like sincerely abused. And it was in that moment with her where I was just spending time just trying to, you know, have a, a memory mm-hmm. that I saw in this movie, my past relationship before her. I was abused mis- uh, physically and mentally and never even understood it until I had it put in front of my face in an environment where I felt like I could absorb information. Dude, I, I mean, I'm 100% with you. It's like if you were with the right partner that you really feel fulfilled in the relationship with, that can bring the best out of you that you didn't even know you fucking had. Love is not defined by the good times when it's easy. Mm-hmm. Love is defined by those moments in the ruts when it's hard. Because that's when your real effort comes out. Mm-hmm. Because when I'm angry at my wife, I don't just stop loving her. I don't stop responding to her. I don't give her all kinds of attitude. I'll be pissed off while I hand her an extra pillow. I'll be pissed off while I make sure she's covered up with the blanket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if only we can bring back that old school love again, I feel like guys would be a lot more comfortable to expressing their emotions and at least have that safe space that they know that they can come home to. I'd rather fight with her than anybody else in the world, and that's the person you define. Who's worth fighting for? Who's worth fighting yep. with? Yep. Yep, I mean, I've I made a post in uh, one of my videos at the very end. I'm like, yeah, honestly, the only thing I ever want is, you know, to put my head in between some thick thighs and have her scratch my head while we sit back and watch a movie. Like, just the simple definition of fucking bliss. It's easily achievable. Just people have to stop living in fear. I mean, and people have to stop bringing their past experience into their current relationship. You, you chose somebody new because you hoped they would be somebody different, but you're treating them as if they're somebody you know you were with before. How are you ever well, going to get a new relationship if you're judging it from the past relationship? Well, right, and that, that's when you get the people that, you know, they get screwed over a time or two by, you know, they're a man or a woman or whatever, and they go, oh, you know, fuck all men or women ain't shit. And it's like, no, 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 that's not what we're, we're going to do because there are still good men out there and there are still good women out there. Even the amount of times that I've been fucked over by women, I still recognize there are still good women out there. There are. And I recognize that. And I had to learn and grow and take, you know, accountability for the things that I've done or the, you know, the lack thereof and the lessons that I needed to be, you know, learned and really grow so that I deserve that good woman. Right. Yeah, I, I, I hate one these new trends that come out on TikTok. We see them all the time where it's like, oh, he's going to regret leaving me. He's going to regret not being with me. Oh, just imagine he's with somebody now and that person's thinking he's the greatest. He might be for that next person. You weren't meant to be. Yeah. 
your toxicness of your relationship is over. Move on. Find somebody who's going to make you happy without thinking about that person. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see a couple of those here and there. And what really makes me angry is I see a lot of the posts of, like, the women be like, oh, he left me because he didn't like me for me. And then they get all fit and take care of themselves and actually start growing in life. And he's like, well, look at me now. And it's like, well, why weren't you doing that in the relationship? Why weren't you yeah. growing and improving on yourself in the relationship and giving their your partner the best version of you while they I were there? I wasn't worth your effort, but now that I'm out of your life, I'm worth the effort. Okay. Right. That's why even the video that I posted um, after after my ex was like, oh, you'll never find anyone like me. First of all, that's, that's the fucking point. But second of all, I showed a picture of me when I started dating her and then me after the relationship and I look like two completely different people. But it was on an upward trend. I never stopped growing even inside the relationship. And you never should. No. If, no, if you're not growing, you're not challenging yourself enough. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Chaz, do you have any uh, last minute comments, questions, concerns, or anything for everyone here? Or uh, We both have the Uncrowned Kings Discord link in our bios. Go ahead, join up. We definitely encourage more women being part of the solution and growing with us. So join. I'm in there actively every day. You'll see me. You know who I am. Um, my staff are very caring and we take care of everybody. We treat everybody with kindness and respect and we allow no one to disrespect anyone else. Uh, love yourself, love your person and try to find that bigger love that used to exist every day. I agree. And my big takeaway, gentlemen, emotional control, emotional control above all else and seek to find that one person that you're able to confide in. Because once you do, it's a miracle, right? Because not you have to remember, all the, all the women that did you wrong or anything like that, not all of them are worthy for you to confide in. And that's okay. But you need to recognize it and sure as hell don't bash women about it. Improve on yourself. So. All right, guys. Thank you so much, Chaz. Thank you. I know this is very last minute, but I feel like we had a really good discussion. Um, yes, sir. You'll be able to find this podcast. I'll make a post about it. Um, but the Uncrowned Kings podcast is on Apple Play and Spotify, and I think a couple others uh, sporadically here and there that aren't all that popular. But share, follow, and whatever other topics you guys want us to post about, please let us know. Other than that, stay positive, stay motivated, and as always... Stay on Crown Kings. Take care, Chest.